I'm Derek. I'm Derek. And this is the Double D Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Review Wrestling Shows. Yes. Now, we were supposed to. We've been... Sorry, I gotta clean my glasses. We were uh, <clears throat> supposed to be at this show. We've been promoting it for a while. Cincy uh, Wrestling had a show December 17th. Holiday Havoc at the 20th Century Theater. Uh, we were supposed to make it, unfortunately... We weren't able to make it because somebody's immune system is awful. That was the first time I was sick in like two years. Darren got the <laughs> flu. Uh, tested positive Friday for the flu. So since I was around him on the Wednesday before, because we went to AEW, I didn't think it was safe for me to uh, go and possibly infect people. Turns out I don't have the flu. Darren's feeling better now, so we're all good. But uh, that's why we didn't make it. So we do apologize for not being able to make it. It is unfortunate. We were really looking forward to it. The good thing is, is that the show is available on YouTube for those that missed it. And there's commentary uh, also provided with uh, someone we know well, Sean Bossman. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't remember the other guy's name. I do apologize. Got to get better at this fucking journalism thing. Well, but how are we supposed to remember the commentator's names? The commentators are the best part of the show. The point is, <laughs> the point is, is that uh, you can go and check it out. Cincy Wrestling on YouTube, you can go and you can watch the show but make sure you watch our review of the show first, or after, actually. You can go over there real quick, but come back, and, and you can listen to our review of the show. Uh, we're still going to review it. Um, unfortunately, like I said, though, we weren't able to be there, which is unfortunate. But I did take notes as if I were there. So. I took some notes. Yeah. He took some notes, too. So look at that. We actually <laughs> say, look at that. There's going to be more than just one person's opinion. In Darren's defense, though, he does pay attention to the shows we go to. He just doesn't write anything down. I do because I have a terrible memory. So if I don't write stuff down, I mean, I could literally, we could have just watched it and I would come in here and try to do a review. Memory fuck. And I would forget. I have a terrible memory. So I make sure to write stuff down. That and for the Battle on a Border events, I'm usually pushing buttons and shit. So it's a little bit harder to write stuff down than that. Speaking of Battle on the Border, the last show that we did was back, it was still November, wasn't yeah. it? It was pre-Thanksgiving when we did this. I think it was released... After Thanksgiving? Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't pre-Thanksgiving. No. no. It, was, it was filmed after It was the week after Thanksgiving. I apologize. But either way, point is, is that when we did the last episode, December 17th was still a date that Battle on the Board was running a show. They had since canceled the show uh, because they couldn't find a venue for the show. So now the 31st is the only show, the last show of the year. It's, 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 it's what you got. So there have been match announcements made and a couple of other announcements. First one, this is a uh, not breaking news. It's been on uh, on the Battle on the Border Facebook uh, Brigade on the BOTB Brigade's Facebook page. But if you don't follow that, then you don't know this. Uh, Dirtbag Dan has relinquished the hardcore title because he is unable to uh, make it out here due to personal reasons. Finally, he really got rid of it. <laughs> so he has relinquished the title, so now the title is vacant, which I'm assuming, I don't know this for sure, but I'm gonna go ahead and assume that the 31st, we'll probably have a new hardcore champion. We should. So what are your thoughts about that? I know that you said some things controversially in the past. Dirtbag Dan called us out uh, not too long ago when Hooks made his uh, challenge to uh, Dirtbag Dan for the title. Uh, he shouted us out as well. Wasn't very happy that Hooks went here to, to make the announcement. But since then, you know, we haven't seen him. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I still think he's ducking it, making excuses. I can't wait to see Dirtbag Dan come back. And hopefully we get to see Dirtbag Dan and Hooks. And uh, I will obviously take. I don't think I don't think he's got it to go against Hooks. I'll obviously just. I'm going <laughs> to root for Dirtbag Dan specifically just because. I didn't make this weapon that says, P.S. Screw Dirtbag Dan for uh, no reason. Yeah. And it not be used on Dirtbag Dan. Hooks' signature's on there. So, I mean, 
my other weapon, if they ever do that again in the dirtbag game, finally gets the balls to do these hooks. Then maybe, maybe you can use it before you duck it again a week before the show. In all seriousness, <laughs> though, uh, hopefully everything in his personal life uh, does um, out. get better. Uh, yeah. I won't get into personal reasons, but uh, well wishes to Dirtbag Dan, but uh, in the world of wrestling, stop ducking him. <laughs> stop ducking him. <laughs> you know, there's a real life and then there's wrestling life. In real life, hey, please, you know, focus on your personal life. In wrestling life, though, hey, come on. What the fuck? <laughs> Matches have been announced for the 31st. So the first one is the returning Shauna Reed against the returning Judy Hendricks for the UKW TV title, the United Kingdom Wrestling TV title. So that is a, I mean, that's a belt across the, the, the pond over there where they call soccer football. <laughs> she is defending a title here. So that is pretty cool. December 31st, New Year's Eve. Make sure you come out and see it. Can we also bring up a little bit that? There's finally women wrestlers. Again. Yeah, it's been a couple of shows <laughs> since we've seen women wrestling, so I'm very excited to finally get to see that. Fun fact, first show that we went to uh, was the last time that I see I, – no, it wasn't. No, I think it was. No. Um, well, it was the first time I saw Shauna Reed, so that's – Yes. I've never, we haven't seen Judy Hendricks wrestle, so we're excited to see that since we've been working with Battle on the Border. The other one was considered an appreciation match put together by Battle on the Border Management, and it is against it is Super Oprah versus Congo Kong. Super Oprah better win that match. Right? I was going to say, this is something that we have a lot of interest in because we're big fans of Super Oprah over on this program. Uh, Congo yes. Kong is uh, intimidating, and he's a little bit scary. So this is going to be a different type of match for Super Oprah, but they're both heavyweights. But I have to imagine, I have to imagine that Congo Kong is a favorite coming into this match. I don't know. I think Super. I think Super Oprah is a lot faster than Congo Kong. So. Ooh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I'm very excited. <laughs> the more I think about it, like when I first seen it, I'm like, okay, this is cool. These are two like fan favorites. Like people, you know, well, fan favorites. You know, like, people hate Congo Kong, but you know they like them. But the point is, is that they're two fan favorites. But you know, it's just different styles. But the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be match of the night. Now, great, it's, it's going to be a good match. I'm going to say these are only the two, the first two matches that have been. You know, announced, but I mean, I think this could be a, this could be a sneak uh, match of the night, in my opinion. And of course, also on the thirty first, will I'm assuming the Battle on the Border um, Hall of Fame will also be done uh, that night as well. Uh, Shane Douglas, who I am repping the merch of today, uh, I don't know if you can read it. I can't see the I can't see from here, but it, it has all these wrestlers' name around it. Let's say asses, like Harley yeah. Race, <laughs> Buddy Rogers, Terry Funk, Dustin Rhodes, and then. In the middle, it says, and they can all kiss my ass. This is a franchise Shane Douglas shirt. So, repping the Shane Douglas. You know, he's one of not like that, right? Oh, well, you know, pa- yeah, you can tell Pompano Joe. You can tell Pompano <laughs> Joe, you know. <laughs> you know. He's not going to like you wearing that shirt, right? You know, they can go, you know, listen, you, you have problems with Shane Douglas, you have problems with Shane Douglas. It's just how it is. Well, um, I, if I last recall, they called him old. They did. They said he was the last. Up. <laughs> the last we did an interview with him. We did an interview. <laughs> Yeah, we did an interview post-match uh, with them as well, and they were not happy. They did not yeah. like Shane Douglas. So <laughs> The bad dudes are bad dudes for a reason. But they're bad dudes. Cool dudes. <laughs> cool dudes. <laughs> so make sure you come out also as well uh, on the 31st. We will announce who the first member in our Hall of Fame is. We have uh, officially uh, received our part of the award that we are going to be giving to the winner. And we're also going to have – I haven't said this yet. We said we're going to put it on a wall. There's going to be a big old plaque that will always be behind us from now on. And we're just going to add names to it as we go per year. That's yep. what we're going to do. So that'll also be on the 31st. So make sure you come out. Cleves, Ohio, River's Edge, December 31st. It's going to be an eventful, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be a crazy day. <laughs> Very excited for it. 
But I have a feeling you're not going to be displeased with the matches. I don't know what they all are, but I have a feeling that, that Denim's got some good matches probably going to be lining up. Get some something up his sleeve. You know? Oh, I guarantee it. And so we, we also need to figure out who the man in the mask is. I don't think we'll ever figure that out. Well, yeah, we've still been on the, we've still been on the case. So let's just say there's a reason we work day jobs and do a podcast and that we're not detectives. We yeah. suck. We, we have suck went down every. I mean, we have went down every alley we possibly could have. And I'm just going to be honest with you. We're hitting nothing but dead ends. So if you know who the man in the mask is, make sure you hit us up on uh here. You know, we'll get to the social media things later Thanks. on. Thanks. I'm not going through all the social media right now. We'll just. Just wait, just watch this, and then at the end, you'll tell yeah, you how to. How or to comment, this. though. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> comment in the comment section below. And if you're listening in audio, there's a new feature in the audio version on Spotify where you can, we have like a QA. Go there and just say who you think the man of the mask is. Or if you are yourself the man of the mask, and just please reveal yourself. And if you do the Q, we'll do the A. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, the most important thing, though, is that today we're going to be doing a review of Cincy Wrestling's Holiday yeah, Serious business. Again, apologies for not being able to make it. It really does suck. After watching this on their YouTube channel, I was even more upset that I got to miss it. Um, but ultimately, like I said, health is important. <laughs> I still have a little bit of a cold here. But, you know, I didn't want to get anybody infected. Who knew? what I, I didn't, Luckily, didn't have anything. But Darren was sick and not feeling good. Now he's feeling better. So we're ready to do this review. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. We're going to jump in. So the beginning match, the first matchup that we had in this was a Mr. Cincinnati match. The winner of that match can challenge for the Cincy Wrestling Championship anytime, anywhere. It's a four-way elimination tables match. Now, I have never got to see a tables match in person at an indie show. Even I don't I don't think I've ever seen a table. I've seen tables used, but never a table match, even in an AEW show or a, a whatever, you know, professional Impact Wrestling, wherever I've been, I've never seen it live in person. So very upset that I got to miss this. So the first person to make their entrance in this match is Darren's personal favorite wrestler, My Carson. Favorite. His, uh, Darren's favorite wrestler, Carson Drake. Um, he was accompanied by Omega. The match goes as follows. The Golden State boy, God, <laughs> Carson boy. Drake against the quintessential male Jake Shepard. Nice to see Jake Shepard back. Haven't seen him in a while. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Adam Rorges, sorry for mispronouncing your name. I believe I mispronounced your name a couple of weeks ago. And Madman Pondo, who is a local favorite. And I know why now after watching this match. Because Madman Pondo came to the ring with a stop sign and a baseball bat that had a saw blade yeah. inserted into the top of the baseball bat. I mean, that is the sign of it. Madman Pondo, Madman fits. It was it was enough to scare Carson Drake away. Well, I mean, it would scare most people away, I would imagine. Um, I think Carson Drake's just the worst. <laughs> well, but that's just my opinion. When the match starts, Drake Carson Drake was claiming that he was the best wrestler in the world, but as soon as it started, of course, he rolled out of the ring and he tried to let the other competitors that were in the ring um, fight each other. Uh, what instead happened was that uh, the fellow competitors came out of the ring, surrounded him, and then uh, just load unloaded on him. You know, they started. Ping-ponging also it was like Matt Pondo, Adam, Jake. And they were just back and forth, back and forth. Mind you, they were, he, he went and he sat in that chair. He did. To watch. He did. He was going to watch. I mean, it's smart tactics when you think about it. When you think about it, it is smart, right? You just let the other competitors just take each other out. Why would you get yourself involved? Let them, let the madmen go in there and beat each other up, and you just let them do it yourself. Then you're just going to piss them off. Well, they're going to come get you, exactly, like they did. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So that's because he wasn't using his brainicles. Had they stayed in the ring and just ran around the ring. Right. They may not have fucked him up. 
That's true. <laughs> so, unfortunately for Carson Drake, Madman Pondo was the first one to get uh, hands on him, which, you know, sorry, Carson Drake, that you had to deal with that. Well, you he deserved was, it. Fought, <laughs> Madman Pondo fought him into a crowd and then was suplexed in the aisle way. There was something, Darren, I had to ask you about, because we watched this at different times. We both did watch it, though. How did you feel? Did you see the child get a good chop in on Carson Drake? Yeah. Were you a little jealous of that child? Yes. I thought that. If I, I was, had a chance, I would chop the shit out. <laughs> I, was, I was watching this, and I was like, oh, Darren's definitely can jealous. We, can we also bring up that how the frick did Carson Drake not get rope burned? Well, he might have. Because that, that, like that would look like it burned the shit out of you. Because it was right on the carpet. It's very possible <laughs> he did. I, I haven't been in contact with him. I don't know. Well, I didn't see a red mark on his back. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, the Golden State guys just built different. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe he just fell just right, luckily. <laughs> so it is also important to mention during this that the tables were not actual tables. Because I was wondering this because I've never seen a tables match in an indie show. And I thought maybe the reason was because tables were a little expensive or something from a financial point of view or just illogical. I don't know. Instead, what Cincy Wrestling did was something that I never would have thought of. And that was use doors. So you might be thinking in your head, like, how would they use doors? We'll explain as we move on. But I just wanted to make that uh, point because Pondo grabbed the saw blade as a weapon and used it on Jake Shepard's back at first. Then he grabbed the door and he threw it onto – hold on, I must miss my spot here. Uh, you noob. <laughs> well, I'm new at this, you know. Well, I was down further. He Pondo did they – were, they were throwing doors at each other, okay, as the point. Oh, we also missed a spot. Before Carson Drake sat down in chairs. And we're going all over the place. Well, we have to go back home to start. Hold on. Before Carson Drake sat in the chair, him and, uh, what was that other dude's name? I don't know who. His partner. Omega. Yeah, came out and they put all the shit on the. Yeah, put all the. Yeah, they, they, put, put they all threw the doors, all the doors yeah, in there. Put all the doors on the ring. Right, yeah. Well, I just, yeah. Well, you know, I didn't think we we're going to have to get every seat. Well, right? I, I just remembered it, so I had to reverse back. But so, anyway, continue. So, anyway, so. Pondo continues to use this saw blade bat as a weapon. And there's a point where Adam was uh, Rorgis. Sorry, I don't have to get used to saying that name. <laughs> was sitting on the apron and had his legs unfortunately spread out. And Mammy and Pondo takes the saw blade, runs it up the apron. And it, uh, well, Sean Bossman actually uh, gave it the best name ever. And that was called a Cincy Circumcision. So shout out to Sean Bossman for that amazing. Uh, that amazing, uh, that, that amazing, uh, <laughs> hit him right in the crotch, you know, I mean, since he's circumcision, that, that's a good name. Right? Like, go that cutter. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I like to yeah, so, leave it to Sean Bossman to come up with. <laughs> well, Sean Bossman, badass, so that works. He is certified. Yes. Uh, Pondo hit Rorgis, I'm so sorry, with uh, a stop sign twice. The fans were um, bloodthirsty and asked for him to do it one more time. Obviously, you have to. So... Pondo did end up eliminating Rorgis through a chair, uh, through a door, excuse me, set up, I wrote down chair, a door set up in wedged on two chairs. So there's the first competitor gone. Sorry, Adam. Out. You're out of here. Out. <laughs> Crowds are yelling. They want to see blood. Like I said, this crowd is absolutely insane. Um, sad that I couldn't have uh, been there for that. Uh, let's see here. Cause I wrote down so much. Oh, the ref was knocked down at one point by, cause Jake Shepard had Carson Drake up on his shoulders, swinging him around Carson Drake's back or Carson Drake's feet, excuse me, hit the referee. So the referee goes down. He's like this against the ropes. He can't see what's going on. Well, while this is going on, um, 
Drake gets put through a door. Yes. Meaning that he should be eliminated. Yeah. However, the referee didn't see it. So while this is happening, Omega kicks Madman Pondo in the head and moves the door to make it look like Madman Pondo was the one that ran through the table. Omega goes over and he gets or through the door. I'm just going to call it table because it's easier. Through the table. And then he moves the pieces over to make it look like Madman Pondo. And then he rakes the referee up. Referee sees it and says, yeah, Madman Pondo was eliminated. So that's how Madman Pondo was eliminated. Now, I'm just going to throw out there that I think a rematch needs to be done because he was not actually put through the table. And, of course, he come out with Carson Drake. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's the cheating king of wrestling. What? Ref, well, I mean, you know, there were doors. There was a stop sign with the baseball. There was a baseball bat with the saw blades and stop signs. <laughs> well, then technically <laughs> I'm just saying I mean, cheating. Is that even a thing? No, <laughs> of course not. So now Matt Mayor Pondo is gone. So there really remains two people, Jake Shepard and Carson Drake. So they're going back and forth. They're uh, biting each other, you know. Drake is set up on the top rope by Jake Shepard. But Drake, Jake, excuse me, Carson Drake, while he's up there, pulls out some brass knuckles from his, uh, from his, you know, from his tights. And he hits Shepard with the brass knuckles. And he falls through a door that was set up, a table that was set up, meaning that Carson Drake is Mr. Cincinnati and now has the ability to Challenge for the Cincy Wrestling title anytime, anywhere, as he pleases. Only because he didn't do it fairly. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. So, (laughs) brass knuckles are not legal. Well, a stop sign. A still was approved by the refs. Brass knuckles were fine. The referee. Did the ref approve the brass knuckles? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't they hitting when he came in? Yes. He can't win fair. Listen, if you get a fair match, everybody gets checked really well for weapons. He will lose 99.9% of the time. Whether or not it was fair or not doesn't matter. The point is... I've got noted that he cheated. I bet you do. It's a noted... Right there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I see that. (laughs) I got it noted. The point is... The point is... Is that he won. And he's close. Okay, well, you know, that is neither here nor there. But it's here. I'm just going to play devil advocate for Carson because I know that if he's watching this, I know what his response is. Well, I don't know. I know what his response will be. And it'll be, he probably tries to play that mind trick, but I ain't dumb enough to fall for it, Carson. Right. <laughs> I ain't going to give you a break even on Cincy Wrestling. Don't care. <laughs> he's got it out for you, man. I didn't, I'm trying. So I'm just going to try to read this almost word for word because otherwise I lose my place and then say stupid things that. Damn, I'd have to have my glasses to try to read that. Good thing is, is I have small writing. I have. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> that's really small writing. I had to pause. I had to pause this video quite a few times to get you know yeah. notes in. I paused too. My my fucking is pathetic compared to yours. <laughs> I shouldn't write as much down as I do. That was two notepads long. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't write as much down as I do, but I do. Okay. So, good that detail. Moving on to round two. I think we'll be able to get one more match in before we have to take a quick break. Yes. So, this is round one of the Cruiserweight Tournament to eventually crown Cruiserweight Champion in Cincy Wrestling. And it is Gaston LaRue versus Brennan Bates. Okay. So, uh, Gaston LaRue is um, Mr. By the Book. So, that's someone you should really like, Darren. Someone who doesn't. He's by the book. Yeah. There's rooms. There's a rooms. <laughs> Brought his book of knowledge out with him. Um, yeah, you might want to slap Carson with. Oh, <laughs> Brennan Bates uh, grabs the microphone and he says that the uh, real queen said, well, he didn't grab the microphone. 
we told the announcer to say this, that the real Queen City is Charlotte, North Carolina. So that automatically made the fans in Cincinnati wrestling. What do you think about that? Who do you think is the real Queen City? Do you think it's Cincinnati or do you think it's Charlottesville? Cincinnati. Right, of course, because I mean, it is, Brennan. Charlottesville is just copycats. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> so Gaston LaRue had the offense early. LaRue grabs the book, but then Brennan slapped it out of his hands. And this made LaRue very upset. In fact, it made him so mad that he pulled out the Hulk Hogan point. Then he did a chop and wooed like Ric Flair. I mean, he's channeling the inner wrestling legends here. By the book. He's doing it by the book. I was like, man, if you're going to buy the book, you can actually win a match like that. I don't know. Go for it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I want to make it clear that I don't know. I actually know if that was the uh, intention. But when I was watching, I'm like, oh, shit. Hulk point flare. Sean Bossman actually pointed it out. And then he did a chop, and I heard him woo and the fans woo, and then he did a little Ric Flair walk. I'm like, he's literally channeling these interesting <laughs> legends. He's Mr. By the Book for real. <laughs> Action eventually goes out of the ring. Brennan was the first back in the ring, and when LaRue goes to get back in the ring, Brennan takes advantage of this spot and kicks the rope, which, of course, hit LaRue in the groin area. And now Brennan gets some offense in. I actually wrote down, this is funny, because I was trying to keep, I was trying to watch and write notes at the same time, so I was, Doing some, so I wrote. Larue goes to get in ring, but Brennan kicks a rope when Larue tries. Hurts balls. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> balls. <laughs> that was funny. Not nuts. Balls. <laughs> so now there's some back and forth action. Eventually, Bates goes to the top rope. Larue meets him up there, but gets pushed off. Bates go for a high risk move, but gets drop kicked out of the air by Gaston Larue. Um, Larue hits a sling blade. Shakes the ropes like the ultimate warrior used to do. I mean, he's literally channeling, like I said, all of these wrestling legends. He's channeling the, the, the power of Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, of uh, ultimate warrior to try to Mr. By the win, you know, Mr. By the book. He should have no gas. <laughs> what does that even mean? He said sling blade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I couldn't help. <laughs> I was just waiting for the time to do it. All right, so there's some back and forth action going on. Then there's some back and forth pinning. So there's a quick pin up by Gaston LaRue. And then there's Bates. And then one, two, one, two. I couldn't even count two. how many times they did this. They're going, back, so they're going back and forth, just trying to get that quick little edge, you know, that win, that victory over the other. Um, finally, Bates does get the victory on these roll ups thanks to a handful of tights. So I have to ask you, Darren, as somebody who really likes uh, by the book and, you know, what are you doing? Adding notes. I was fixing it. Oh, what did you what did you mess up on? Well, on this one, I had uh, take instead of takes. Oh, that's <laughs> all Jesus. Like a okay. Well, anyway, my point is, is so as somebody who promotes being by the book, what do you what do you? There's two matches in a row now where people who are trying to play by the rules lose. What do you have to say about this? Is maybe being by the book against, you know, maybe that's counterproductive. You maybe have to do everything you enough. can to win. Are you saying, what? Maybe they're playing by the book, just not good enough. Wow. You hear that? I mean. I hope Batman Pondo watches this. The cheaters you... never win, but yet they're still winning. So that means the ones that aren't cheap. That's not the saying. <laughs> the saying is cheaters never prosper. Well, then they're prospering still. <laughs> well, I think what I'm, what I'm trying to make is, is that, you know, I just am saying that there are certain people who will do whatever it takes to win and others who, yeah, they have their pride, they have honor. However, the only a real man do it the right way. So you're saying... Whether like, they win or lose, they're still real men. So, Carson Drake. 
Well, how come you're, just, you're throwing on a shade of Carson Drake? What about oh, Brandon no, Bates? Oh, no, I had a bunch of other ones, too. What about Brandon Bates? You got a handful of tights. What do you have to say to Brandon Bates? I don't know him enough. But oh, you got a cheater. He's up to the list. I'll get him. He's on the list. Darren's got a list. <laughs> I'll get him. I'm just, he's, he's you know. Like him and Ledbetter are the two of the biggest cheaters in freaking indie wrestling right now. Well, not to get not, <laughs> not to get sidetracked here, but yeah, Sergeant Ledbetter is kind of a cheater. I mean, he hid the uh, brass knuckles or whatever it was into a suggestion it was box. Our fucking, it was our suggestion box. People were supposed to put suggestions, not brass knuckles. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. The main point, I've seen it. <laughs> the main point is, is that I'm just pointing out that this is two matches in a row now where someone literally called Mr. By the Book. And by the way, I want to make this also very clear. That first match, extremely entertaining. My mat, favorite match of the night. Both of them were really entertaining. And this match was also <laughs> you No, know, I wasn't I was gonna get there. I'm saying that two very entertaining matches. Uh the first one, I mean, that's a hell of a way to open a wrestling show. Tables, doors, doesn't matter what it's actually what it's you know, what it actually is. It was entertaining and it, it was you know a, su- a surprise finish. I didn't I would have I felt Man Man Pondo was a favorite coming into this, obviously, right? I didn't know who he was. I know, I know because I, I follow so many I've never seen him wrestle in person, so I do apologize for that. But I follow so many of these wrestling pages. I've heard the name, I've never seen him wrestle. This was the first time I've ever seen him on video or not. And I'm just saying, you know, he's very talented. Would have thought he was the favorite coming into this. Carson Drake pulls out the victory. Then Gaston LaRue and Brennan Bates was also very entertaining. I don't know these two as well. I'm, I'm friends with Gaston LaRue on Facebook, but I don't know these two extremely well. But I got to say, I mean, it was very entertaining, and it's unfortunate that the match ending has to end this way. And it, you know, then the questions, both matches, very entertaining matches, both ending in questionable ways. And it's unfortunate that entertaining matches like this have to get ruined by rule breakers. That's what the Double D podcast says. Well, that's all right. Because that's sick of rule breakers. The next match is a pretty decent match, too. Well, every match on this card is decent. But it ends in the right way. And we'll get to that after our break. And our break is now over. As you see, we have resupplied. So we can also get into match number three. Match number three. So this one was uh, was interesting because Walt Beasy came to the ring. Now, Walt Beasy said that he brought with him the best wrestler that the Hoosiers have to offer. Now, as a fellow Hoosier, this piqued my interest because I was like, oh, I'm a Hoosier. I live in Indiana. I was born in Cincinnati, but I live in Indiana. I was like, okay, let's see what the Hoosiers have to offer. Yeah, see what we got. Introduced Blake Wright. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then right. he proceeded to diss Joe Burrow, yeah. which I'm just saying, coming from a, an Indianapolis Colts fan, we don't have <laughs> any room to make fun of quarterbacks. And I like Joe Burrow. But he issued an open challenge for the best that Ohio has to offer. So this is an Indian, best Indiana has to offer apparently, against the best Ohio has to offer, also apparently. I mean, you know, I'm you know, I'm sure there's people who disagree with this, but I think that, you know, I don't know Blake Wright either, so I can't say that he isn't or is the best. Right. This is supposedly, he says he is the best that, he, that Indiana has to offer. What, what wrestler doesn't say they're the best? Though? That's also true. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like... So who answered the open challenge, you might be wondering? It was... Zach Wentz, Zachary Wentz, who of course is a member of the Rascals. You don't know who Zach Wentz is. He is a former Impact and NXT Tag Team Champion. So he has, he's an established wrestler. I, I, we, I watched him on Impact Wrestling back in the day, uh, a couple years ago. 
So right start off, and he's just being dick. Dis- he's dick. He's just being a dick. He's just being straight disrespectful. And it almost seems like he's kind of writing off um, Wentz to begin this match. Uh, Wentz, he's quick. He's fast. I mean, he, he's a, a dynamic, talented wrestler is what I wrote down. You ain't going to catch him. Now, granted, like I said, I'm no Dave Meltzer up here. I don't know whether or not, you know, I don't know talent from anything. But this is just my fan's point of view, okay? Yeah. Early in the match... Wentz is using his quickness and experience to his advantage. Yeah. Wright is using tactics that Darren loves so much, such as hair pulling and eye gouging. Of course. To even the playing field. So, again, this is another example of this is a third match in a row where there's just some downright disrespectful things going on. Look at this third curveball later on. He would be a huge fan of Ring of Honor because that's what it's all about, shaking hands and stuff. That's good. <laughs> Fights builds into the crowd outside of the ring, of course, because the crowd's not in the ring. I don't know why I wrote that down. The action goes back into the ring. Wright's in control. There's obviously a size difference in this match. Wright is a bigger individual, and Zachary Wentz is a smaller, faster individual. So there is a size difference, and you would imagine that Wright is going to have to use that to his advantage. But Wentz also has somewhat of an advantage, his quickness. So there's two you know, two different things. You have a powerful individual and a quicker individual. It's always that, that, that dynamic. Who's going to win? Is it power or speed? That's always what people want to know. Um, and it's starting to, starting to catch up to Wentz in this match. You know, he is using his weight to his advantage and his size to his advantage. Um, but Wentz does use his ring awareness and his acrobats to get back into the matchup. He has a sling blade, a, sl- a slingshot, excuse me, off of the ropes. Um, only a one count on right after that move, which was quite shocking. It was a lot of offense from Wentz, and it was only a one count. So it was really starting to – you started to wonder, like, man, maybe that that power difference is really going to make a difference in this matchup. But a huge super kick and a cutter from the third rope, or as Darren calls it, an RKO from the, the third rope, from, the third, from rope. the third rope, gave Wentz the victory, and he celebrated in the crowd. So overall, Ohio wins and Indiana loses, which sounds about right when it comes to things. Earlier, Joe Burrow was mentioned that the Bengals played the Colts fame with a win. You know, if the Pacers would probably lose to a high school team in Ohio, you know, it's just Indiana's in a bad way right now. We don't have a baseball team. What I got to say is, honestly, the coolest ending I've ever seen. It was a very really cool ending. Really cool Zach Wentz, Zachary Wentz is a real. He's a he is a good wrestler, very good wrestler, and uh, it, it showed in this match. Like I said, power, speed. Which one wins this time? It was the speed. But it, Blake Wright, you know, listen, he gave him a real run for his money, and he really did. <laughs> Excuse me, he really gave him a run. But overall, Zachary Wentz did get the victory. Our next matchup, you'll know these two names. You will, and this is I. I really was excited to see this matchup because. Uh, we do. I, I, I'm a huge fan of both of these guys. Yes, I really am. Both are very talented. It is another first round cruiserweight tournament match to crown first ever cruiserweight champion in Cincy history. It is Avery Hurts versus Justin Xavier. Again, we have talked very highly of these people on this podcast. In fact, we've actually interviewed Justin Xavier. Make sure he's been on the double podcast. Just say, make sure you go and check it out. Yes. Um, later on in the thing. But Girl. this easily could have been, and this is just in my eyes, and granted, I'm coming from very tinted glasses. Uh, rose-colored glasses on this one. They look pretty clear. Because <laughs> I've seen these two in action in person, and I'm big fans of them. But I think this could have been a finale match for the Cruiserweight Tournament, and it could have I could have understood it. You know what I mean? So the fact that one of these guys have to go out in the first round is upsetting, but it's just the way wrestling works. That's the way it rolls. It's, it's the just rules. the way it's the rules. <laughs> so, um, of course, there's a lot of back and forth. Fourth action to start. High energy. Uh, Clean match. 
It, and it was. That is that. This was your match. This was your Clay's best match. This is your best match they had. The whole thing going show, man. <laughs> because there was no there was no trickery dickery going on. I like saying that trickery dickery. By the way, I forgot to tell you this before though. The one that wasn't cheating on the last match, by the way. Yeah, that was the first so, time when there was yeah. no cheating. That is true. There we go. Right. So that <laughs> um, but anyway, get back to the. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Xavier gets early advantage in the matchup. Avery hits a move from top rope to start getting some momentum. A tornado DDT by Hurts really affected Justin Xavier in this matchup. Sean Bossman was pointing it out throughout the whole rest of this match. It seemed like Justin Xavier was kind of holding his neck. So it seemed like it is possible that he was injured during this. I hope it's not. But it did. He continued to fight on. But it did look like it really affected him. So that was a very good move by Avery Hurts. He pulled it off well. So if it that's cool as shit. Both these competitors are amazing. And uh, so I, I was no surprise that, like I said, 28 ADT, that looks like hurts. A lot of torque on the neck, um, landing straight on your head. Okay. Uh, so we're hoping Justin Xavier's all right. But he did continue to fight on, even though he was hurt. Um, Avery whiffed on a top rope move, and Xavier super kicks him when he gets back to his feet. Uh, then Xavier tried to go up on top rope, and he whiffs on a high-risk move, and that caused Avery Hurts to get the victory. So Avery Hurts moves on. Do you think – do you think that this is an upset by chance? Because both of these guys are new to the wrestling world. Xavier edges them out. <coughs> apologies. Uh, just slightly off of experience. But these are both kind of newer competitors. They're bigger in the Cincinnati area. People really like them. Do you think they would you consider this an upset? Not really an upset. I think it was 50-50 before the match even started. Because I've, I've watched, like you said, we've watched both of these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And both of them are super talented. So yeah, I think it was 50-50 in the beginning. It might have been kind of an I don't have an upset. I would, I, I would say it was mostly even matchup. I was, I'm not gonna go as far as say it was an upset. I was I wasn't really rooting for anybody in this match. I was kind of rooting for Justin Xavier because we've interviewed him. So it was hard for me because I like. But both I really like Avery Hurst, <laughs> and we've talked really good about both of these guys. So you know, hey, I just like I said, hope Justin Xavier's okay. And this was a great match. This is probably my number two of the night, to be completely honest with you. But again, biased here. It was also a, lot, a little bit shorter than I thought. But I do uh, again think that a lot of that had to do with that uh, possible neck injury that Justin Xavier um, got in this match because of that tornado DDT. I think if that match, if that move didn't happen, this could have match outcome could have changed you know match could have went on longer but the moral of the story is is that Avery Hurts did get that tornado DDT on game over yes what's the Pac-Man death sound uh, something like isn't that. that it I think, I think that... sorry Justin do it uh, <laughs> oh dude that's what she, that's you know what if, if, they, if someone ever fights Justin Xavier they should have that sound play after he Hey, if he not giving any ideas to If anybody. he does it, battle on the border, I'll put it on my computer. Okay. <laughs> That'd be cool shit. Now, this <laughs> next matchup was for the Cincy Wrestling Tag Team Championships. No, was, I have not heard of either one of these people. It was so. against Infrared and GK Fam. Now, Piper from GK Fam came out and he said that his partner, unfortunately, what are you, what? <laughs> oh, shit, I fucked it up. <laughs> Oh shit, I deleted it completely. Oh my god. What did you write down? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, did you say that GK Ram? That you? <laughs> Come on, Baron. I'm blue. It's the wrong fucking button. <laughs> anyway. Oh shit, you did see it. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Um, anyway, he said his partner was unable to compete, 
So he was willing to defend the titles, the tag titles by himself. That's how little he was worried about infrared, which I mean, I have never seen infrared wrestle before this. So I uh, was thinking like, well, that's some real disrespect there by Piper. Because I mean, if you're saying, hey, I can beat both of you guys by myself with no partner. I mean, that's a lot of balls to say that. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to have balls. Got to your partner didn't go. That is true. Well, I mean, yeah, and that, that does hurt. But then? Um, the match started, but then Party Mike. Curveball. <laughs> party, I was waiting for you. We were going to be waiting here forever. <laughs> I was waiting for you this. Party <laughs> Mike's music hits, and he says that he will be Piper's partner. So Piper says, you know what, fine. You know what, hey, I can use the hell probably. Confuses everyone. So to make this clear. <laughs> Writing these down and then trying to remember that because again, I wasn't there and I'm new to these people, so I'm writing the names down. The members of Infrared are Logan James and Tyler Matrix. GK, I went back, I had to listen. And GK fam is not usually party or Piper and Party Mike, but that is who it is in this matchup, so that is what we're going to be referring to in this matchup. Now, I'm also going to try to, I during this matchup, as I was writing it, I'm like, I'm gonna try in order to not confuse people because some people who are watching this may not be used to the people who are in this match. So I'm gonna, I wrote down less, but this was a very good match. Like, um, I party Mike on my Facebook. Yeah, I do. Too. She posts about him all the time. Um, I am a huge fan, by the way, of tag wrestling. Huge fan. I, I, I Tag team wrestling is one of my favorite forms of wrestling outside of, well, that's probably actually my favorite. That and like the high-flying matches and stuff. That's what I grew up on. Yeah, it's what I grew up on. I grew up on Impact Wrestling. And I mean, I watched WWE too growing up. In WWE, I always was like, well, they might have more solid storylines, but Impact Wrestling has the high fly stuff. It's what I always I, I like to see. And then tag team wrestling is definitely a close number two, if not number one. That and tag team and high flying together. That's even better, right? That's why I like two certain people in the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, the Hardys. Yeah, the Hardys. <laughs> Everybody knew. Well, yeah, the Hardys, the Young Bucks, it could be a lot. Excuse me, by the way. I don't know if Mike's picked that up, but uh, excuse me. Yeah, the Hardys, they're always my favorite. So Matrix gets the early advantage. Again, that's infrared over Party Mike. Now, the new tag team, though, starts working together. And it's uh, they're working together pretty well throughout this matchup. Matrix had an impressive drop kick on Party Mike. Then infrared just starts kind of abusing Party Mike. Party Mike was in the corner. He's in the wrong corner. He's kind of just getting teed off on. He really needed to make a tag here. Um, infra, uh, quick tags between Matrix and James. So they're, they're sort of repeatedly repeatedly getting fresh people in so it's really hard for party mike can't catch his breath he's getting beat up on it's really tough for him to make a tag here it's not looking good for the tag team champions in this matchup at all uh party mike was able to get in some offense and just enough to be able to tag piper in who starts just laying absolute waste to infrared i mean he's going in there and it's just he's just he's laying waste to him he's laying him on the ground piper was sitting on the top rope and james i don't think i yeah, Piper was sitting on top rope, and James launched himself off of Matrix's back to deliver an impressive kick on Piper. So Piper's sitting up on the top rope, and he was fighting with, I'm going to make sure I get the names right, James. No, Matrix. He was fighting with Tyler Matrix. Matrix ends up going down on his knees, so he's on, like, all fours. And then James launches himself off of Matrix's back and kicks Piper, who's sitting on the top rope. Very impressive move. i got to say, after this match, I'm a huge fan of Infrared. I really like – I mean, I really liked the um, this tag team. They were moving very well. And they're exactly the kind of wrestling that I like to see. I've never even heard of them until 
were you impressed? Yes. And I'm impressed by GK fam. I can't give too much though. I can't really give a true rating on GK fam because he's party. He's tagging with party Mike. who's not his normal partner. So I'm not saying I dislike GK fam. I just can't really give them a true rating because they didn't get to see the, the full team. So I make that clear. Um, so Piper's now on the outside. James launches over the ring post on all of the three members that were outside. Because again, Piper, Matrix, Party Mike are all on the outside, and he launched James launches himself over the ring post, kind of to the side, but over the ring post. Either way, very impressive move, took out everybody. It was a high risk move that could have went wrong in a lot of ways, and he pulled it off perfectly. Yes, it was very impressive. Um, but it does end in a double count out because of this move. Because after this, they're trying to get back and they're kind of just fighting each other. And by the time the referee is at nine, it's too late. Ten double count out, so by rule. Infrared retains, or no, excuse me, GK Fam retains the title. Um, but I gotta tell you, I was very, very impressed by Infrared. Piper, after this, challenged Infrared for the titles again at the next Cincy Wrestling Show in March, which we will be at unless this one catches a we disease. Will be there. Well, disease is an illness. It starts, a disease. <laughs> if he catches a disease and he starts to spread it around to people and possibly puts people's lives in danger, we'll be there regardless. But we ready to be disease. <laughs> he, he might, if he gets the flu again, he's going to start giving everybody the flu. So I was a huge fan of this matchup. Were you impressed by it as well? Yeah, it was a good match. It was a little confusing, but well, it was a good match. <laughs> it was confusing. I wasn't super confused while watching it. Trying to write notes down though, and remembering people's names that I'm new to. And like in a couple of months, if we're continuing to work with Cincy Wrestling as far as doing reviews for their shows. It'll get a little bit easier because then we'll get used to the people. Yeah. Being new, excuse me, new and trying to write down names. And now there's a new partner for a tag team. <laughs> oh my God, man. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. But the match overall is really great. Again, make sure after this, or if you already have, you go over to Cincy Wrestling on YouTube and you subscribe to mm -hmm. them and you watch the past shows, you watch this show, you watch future things when they upload. Um, I highly recommend this. This was a very, this was a very good match. I was very well, impressed. Finish this one first because there's a couple of more matches that are pretty good. Then you can jump over to it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> people, they don't video first. <laughs> hey, I know <laughs> what I'm doing. I've always been doing finish, it. Finish this video first. Well, I've been doing this for two years, motherfucker. Don't pause. <laughs> don't pause it. Just keep going. <laughs> well, I, I said, if they, I said in the beginning, if they wanted to go there first and then come back. And, <laughs> we'll pause for you. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> All right, the next one is a, a match that we have some interest in because we interviewed one of these people. It is Savion against Jake Christ. Now, again, I do apologize for not being there. When we interviewed Savion, I said that I was going to be the leader of the Savion section. Unfortunately, because of uh, unforeseen for circumstances. Is that better? Go get your Savion shirt. Unforeseen circumstances. We weren't able to make it. However... I didn't need to be there. Savion had plenty of people there. Not as many as I thought. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, you know, maybe just don't get the flu. How about that? Go get your Savion shirt. I'm right now. I am wearing Shane Douglas shirt. Okay. You know what? Read my shirt. All right. Real. Um. So this is basically a Dayton versus Cincy match, okay? Because Jay Chris is from Dayton. Savion is uh, fairly local. He comes out to fairly local, and he's big time now. He's been on AEW a couple of times. He's been on WWE. He's been everywhere. He's going to be somebody in the future. He's been yes. on this podcast. So make sure after this, you go over and you check out that interview as well. It's a pretty good interview. 
Jake is a core. Mm-hmm. It was a great interview. I enjoyed it. Jake is a uh, former X Division champion with Impact Impact Wrestling, and he's also this guy. He's a former X Division <laughs> champion. He's also um, teamed with Sammy Callahan in OVE, which is in Impact Wrestling Ohio versus everything. So it was really cool to see Jake Christ in this match because again. I, uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up necessarily watching him because it was right at the tail end when I stopped watching Impact Wrestling, but it was really cool. My dad was a huge fan of OVE, so it was really cool to see this uh, take place. Uh, but Jake did have the early advantage, and he's using his veteran knowledge to his advantage. Chris's manager, who I apologize, I, I think his name was Boyd Bobby. I know Bobby is for sure in his name, so that's what we're going to be referencing him as. All right, Bobby. But Chris's manager starts getting involved, and he keeps – um, Savion from getting any real offense or momentum in the match. Just keeps kind of grabbing his leg, distracting him enough to get Jake Christ some um, offense in. Uh, Chris almost gets a victory after a super kick on Savion. Uh, Chris is dominating very early on in this match. It was not looking good for Savion. But Savion starts fighting back, and a crossbody from the top rope almost gets the win for Savion, as well as a very well-done suplex. Chris, back in control now, almost wins after a power bomb on Savion. Savion's a big guy. I mean, that's, 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 I mean, I'm not, you know, he's not fat at all. He's in great shape, but he's just a little that's bigger. Oh, that's I mean, it's a big guy getting up there. Um, there's back and forth action. There's several big moves and close calls between both competitors throughout this whole match. I, listen, trying to write down notes for this would not do it justice, so I gave up. To just put into perspective why you should go over and watch this match, a holy shit chance starts. You don't hear holy shit chants unless something crazy is going on. Mm-hmm. So go over and check out this match. The notes don't do it justice. I barely wrote down anything because I was really enthralled in this matchup. And I was not that I wasn't enthralled in the other ones, but this one just notes would not get it justice. I highly recommend this one. You go over, you watch it, but I will go ahead and just spoil the ending for you. <laughs> um, but Savion does end up getting the victory after Bobby accidentally grabbed Chris's foot instead of Savion's. Distracted Chris. Chris was looking at him like, what the fuck, bro? And that's then, why cheating don't get you nowhere. That's right. And then uh, eventually Savion performed a Canadian destroyer off of the top rope uh, to get the victory. That's why the winners always win. So would you – and again, this is another <laughs> this is another example now of uh, someone who's not using backhanded ways to win matches winning. So this was a big one for you. Yeah, that was a 2Ws. Huh? That's two W's. Two W's. Two W's for the good guys. <laughs> and then three, three W's. Did you write down two W's for the good guys? No, <laughs> but it is two W's for the good guys. Sorry, I had to wet my whistle there. Then match number seven, the big one. How much time? We'll get ten minutes. That should, yeah. be, that should be plenty of time, I think. If not, we'll do a third part real quick. We're gonna have to do a third part anyway. Aaron Williams versus Dan Severn. Now, this was for the uh, Cincy Wrestling Championship match. Their former champion had to relinquish the title due to injury. So now this is an open grabs champion. Now, Dan Severn gained national media attention by coming back. Wrestling Inc. did an interview with them. It started making the rounds on Twitter I was seeing it on there. And I don't follow like indie local indie wrestling promotions on my personal Twitter. That's more of a Facebook thing. So this was big time I was seeing it. Um, mixed reactions from some, but I think the overwhelming majority of people, uh, wrestling fans, were very excited to see Dan Severn back in. If you don't know who he is, he's a former UFC World Heavyweight Champion and an NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And I didn't know this, but Sean Bossman, throw a shout out to you again. In this, he said that he was actually he never was beaten for his NWA title, 
It was uh, vacated because Impact Wrestling had bought NWA or was working with NWA. It was a merger, so it was vacated for that. So nobody has ever actually beat. He is still technically the NWA champion. So that's a conversation that has to be brought up by somebody. Me, I'll bring it up. Fans are definitely on the side of Dan Severn. Now, we've actually covered Aaron Williams on this show before. He had one of the best matches that I've seen all year, Indie or Pro, with Matt Taylor. It was an absolute banger of a show back in... um, That was a fucking banger, bro. That was in... What was was the show? That place that's next to, like, Myland. Morris Hill. Morris Hill Mayhem. Morris Hill Mayhem. (laughs) Why are you transferring one thing from a cup from a can? Or too much tequila. (laughs) <laughs> oh, too much tequila, goddammit. Sorry, I'm actually doing my job. I am doing my job. But anyway, fans are definitely on the side of Dan Severn here. They don't like Aaron Williams. They want Dan Severn to walk out since you're wrestling champion. Don't let Dan Severn's age fool you. I don't know how old he is off the top of my head. Let me look it up real quick just so I know. But don't let his his age fool you. He can still kick our ass oh, he probably. Was, he was still moving. He was still keeping up with him. I mean, hold on. Yeah. I just want to look it up. Real quick, 64. He's Let me see that young picture. Yeah, look at Holy shit. Jerry's ever seen a young man. <laughs> Damn. But this man is not a man to be messed with. I mean, he trains police officers now. He, he ain't is... gray in this one. No, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, he's a badass, man. <laughs> he's, in, he's in multiple. I think he's in the UFC Hall of Fame, I believe. He's in wrestling the and UFC. I think he's in a wrestling Hall of Fame as well. Uh, not in the WWE Hall of Fame, but I think that'll change eventually here soon. Um, but, yeah, he will kick our asses. And, uh, personally, I, I do like Aaron Williams a lot. Like I said earlier, he was in a great match that we've seen. Um, but the age difference was definitely playing a factor in this matchup. Um, it was kind of going back and forth, though. I think Aaron Williams was a little bit – he was kind of coming into this matchup. And he was thinking, like, oh, this is an older guy. I'm just going to wait him out. But Dan Severn, he, he, he's, he's not – he's not messing around. But it was just kind of going a little slow at first. And it was starting to pick up. And then – a very familiar siren sound. You hear that stupid fucking siren. And as soon as this happened, I knew. I was like, oh, Darren was probably thrilled because his favorite wrestler of all time came out. It was Carson Drake. My phone about got rebroke. And he said, and he said that he is cashing in his Mr. Cincinnati. I remember earlier. Carson Drake interrupts match with a stupid siren. <laughs> so Carson Drake said he is cashing in that contract for anywhere anytime he's not wasting any time bold move very bold move considering aaron williams is very very talented dan severn's a legend and again looks like he kind of terrifies me i'm gonna be honest with you he looks like he can still kick my oh, ass here there is no way <laughs> carson drake does have omega with him still so that definitely still helps. asshole move by carson drake Got that <laughs> so it's now a triple threat match um there's some back and, Carson's an ass. Yeah, there's some back and forth between uh, Williams and Severn who are just hitting Carson Drake. They don't want him in this matchup. They don't. They thought this was one on one. Now you have this annoying guy who you know thinks he's the best ever out here, and that's just a distraction we don't need. But a low blow by Drake to Severn definitely changed the pace of this thing. But Williams is teeing off on Drake. Omega takes a chair on the outside of the ring and places it over Dan Severn and sits on it. So that eliminates Dan Severn. So you can tell that they were probably in the back for most of the night after the first match, kind of coming up with a plan of what they would do during this How match. How they want to cheat in this match. Eliminate too. Dan Severn, focus on Aaron Williams. It's not because of any reason. Dan Severn, though, you UFC legend, a wrestling legend, you just focus on one's better than both. Of course, Carson didn't like him. He just didn't know. 
right? <laughs> Severn starts fighting back against Omega and gets out from underneath the uh, chair and he starts teeing off on Omega. He said, listen, you ain't going to sit on me. Starts hitting his head against the post, like chopping on him. He's, he's fucking up Omega. He's trying to make things even. Why Aaron was looking up on Carson. <laughs> William hits a frog splash on Carson Drake in the win, but Carson Drake ends up winning by pinfall to become the new Cincy Wrestling Champion in because of Omega's interference. His feet was on the ropes. Well, here's the thing. Now, I purposely left that out because here's the thing. <laughs> feet was on here's the ropes. The I think Carson Drake, we have documented your side of the story. Here's my side of the story. Carson right? Drake wins because ref is bad and didn't see his feet on the ropes. I, what I seen was different. Okay, what I seen was Carson Drake. He's the champion. He has the title now. I don't think his feet was on the ropes. I, you know, I just let me, let me rewind the here. clip. We get on your phone and rewind the clip. I, let me just. Uh, his feet was on the ropes. Drake went by pinfall. That's all I see. Um, my notes say the other way. I don't see. I don't mean. Listen, I'm just saying. You guys go over since you wrestling. Feet was on the ropes. You guys go back. You go over there and you and you can uh, decide for yourselves uh, your opinions on uh, Carson Drake and the the show as a total. But the proof is in the pudding here, Darren. Whether you like it or not, he is a heavyweight champion. You have. No right now to diss on this man. He is a champion. He is proven. And side note, Carson's cheated two times now. Just in this one show. Okay, but here's the thing. Triple threat matches are no that, I'm pretty sure it says that he's a big pussy here, too. I think that's what it says. <laughs> and can never be able to hold his own against nobody. Holy shit. I, that was that popped up out in the middle of nowhere on my computer screen. There's a lot <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of talking going on over here. I couldn't get that one open, so I had to move on to the next one. I'm just saying, I'm, I, you know, go over, check it out, make sure that you guys have your own opinions. Don't take our words for it. You go over and you check it out. Also, while so just a kiss ass. we're on, the, I'm not a kiss ass. I'm just saying <laughs> that we know your side of the story. I can't continue to say, well, here's what Carson Drake apparently did. I see what the referees <laughs> seen, and that's all that really matters the at the end of the day. <laughs> all that matters at the end of the day is who was walking out with the title. That ref should be fired. Point is, <laughs> it was a fantastic show. Make sure you go over to Cincy Wrestling on YouTube. Check them out. Subscribe to them. Watch their old stuff. Watch their new stuff. Also, go over to Facebook, Cincy Wrestling on Facebook, and make sure you give them a like, you follow them, and we will continue to promote their shows. While you're on Facebook, go to Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Give them a like and follow them, and come out to the show in Cleves, December 31st. Um, you can also follow BOTV Brigade on Facebook as well. Damn, when you have one of the fucking commercials, we got to talk fast. You motherfuckers don't understand and the, and the audio, we got a little bit of time here. We're going another part. I watched it. Oh, we are doing another part? <laughs> well, yeah, we oh, have well, our socials. No, <laughs> I put that in the description. Oh, fuck that. We all cannot right. break a tradition. It's a podcast. All right, all right. Well, yeah, we'll be back after this break. <laughs> oh, we need a little bit more. Take a break. We need a little bit more Take communication here. Yeah. I thought I was trying to get it in before the audio was done. Well, audio is about done. Hey guys, this is Darren here, soon to be known as DJD. If you need a DJ for any type of wedding events, parties, even private parties at your own home, you can call me at 812-212-1675 or email the Double D Podcast, which is doubledpodcast123 at gmail.com. I also have a personal pod or personal email. It is Darren.Schneider94 at gmail.com. 
give us a holler and let us make your night very special. Whether it's a wedding or a private party or a, even a party at your own residence. I mean, you don't have to have a super huge crew. I mean, we've got six wonderful speakers and they will make a world of difference in any party party atmosphere. So give us a call. 812-212-1675. Thank you. All right, we're, All right, we're done again. with the sentimental. <laughs> we're stuff. back again. We're done with our act of being sentimental. We're back Stupid. again. We got you guys. Ha ha. Now listen. On Facebook right now, I have Oh shit. I forgot about that. I have a very important thing. So I started this back on December 1st. And I have, I started, uh, uh, it was for uh, stopping soldier suicide. Let me, let me read it exactly what, what it is on my Facebook. Yeah, so I don't I get anything wrong. So we have, <laughs> it is called Stop Soldier Suicide. It's on Facebook. It is the fundraiser that I have decided will go to getting rid of my mullet. If you hate my mullet, because a lot of people apparently do. And you know what? I'm, to be honest with you, I, I give props to people because they at least tell me to my face. What's the thing is? Everybody loves Brian Pillman, so what's the difference? Well, I mean, shit. Fuck Brian. <laughs> what the fuck's the difference? No, Brian Pillman's a mullet, man. I can't, I can't, just another mullet. Here's the point it goes to a really great cause. So even if it's just a dollar or two, anything right now will help. It's a very great cause. Soldier suicide is unfortunately the way that they get treated when they come back to this country is absolutely despicable. Dog shit. They need to get treated. And unfortunately, soldier suicide is a very, mental health is a very big part of that. So if you donate to this, it'll help. To bring awareness to soldier suicide, and it'll hopefully go. It'll it'll go towards hopefully one day actually treating veterans the way they deserve to be treated. So it's a great cause. Absolutely love it, and I would gladly lose my mullet as long as we can hit hit certain goals. Now I already gave you guys a little bit of a cheat. I donated myself one hundred dollars. I don't want to lose my mullet, but I donated a hundred dollars alone to this just to give you guys a head start. If we raise a thousand dollars. I will get my mullet cut into whatever hairstyle I want. Two thousand, you guys get to choose my next hairstyle. Three thousand, I shave my head. Four thousand, I shave my hair and beard. And five thousand dollars. This was something that uh, I wanted. <laughs> well, what's the five thousand? Five thousand was you shave your eyebrows. No, no. Well. Well, you shave everything. Not shaving my eyebrows. $5,000, he shaves everything. I have got all somebody who I used to work with. Bald, 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 everywhere. I got someone who I have previously worked with who said that they wanted to get on in this action. His name is Justin. Justin, if he said if we get $5,000, he will also shave his beard. He's already bald, so he don't, can't shave his hair, but he will also shave his beard. So there you go. There's two people that are now on the, the, the train here. And not only if we hit 5000 I'm gonna shave his head. Yeah, if we hit if we hit no, yeah, <laughs> five thousand, I'm gonna shave three thousand and I have to shave my head, it'll be for an episode and we will shave it live. Well, not live, but on, on camera, so it'll be a podcast episode. So that's just a little extra incentive. And eyebrows. I'm not getting my eyebrows shaved. I take well, it back. Hope they don't hit five thousand then. <laughs> I'm taking it back. They, they might slip. <laughs> Oops, you shaved one, you got shaved the other. We'll see. Shit. All right, all right, all right, fine. Four thousand dollars we'll we'll throw in the eyebrows. I'll give them that five thousand, but hell, you give them one up. All yeah, right, cool. I'll give them one up. <laughs> cool. No one's gonna we're not gonna hit this goal because nobody is donating. Donate. Just for the sole you reason. You just uploaded it on Facebook. A week ago. <laughs> uh, the, the point is 
this is just a little extra point. I got the, the ultimate goal of this is to raise awareness for a very important, uh, you know, fundraiser that I absolutely love and, and want to support. And watch that really ball. <laughs> but this gives you guys an extra motivation. Like I said, people always tell me how much they hate them all. Oh, gotta get rid of it. I kind of like oh. the ball, though. Yeah, I do too. But Especially you know what? You got the curly hair for it too, so I mean, it works. I am. I think I'm a sexy beast with it. The point is, the moral of the story, unfortunately, though, is there's people out there who don't like it. And they said, I'll give you $100. This is what happened. The no joke, at work, somebody told me that they would give me $100 if I would cut my hair. And after thinking about it, I said, no, of course. But I said, you know what? Why don't I do this? And all the money goes directly to this fundraiser. So none of it goes to me. It's all to them through Facebook. So make sure you go you check out the fundraiser. And we support the troops here. Support let's, the veterans. Let's, let's, I got to ask the big question, though. When does this end? It ends January first. So you have thirty. You have thirty days, technically thirty-one days, really, to get this done. And now it's already December what ninth today? Yep, December ninth. So and it, this isn't even uploaded on the ninth. This and is uploaded after. So the point is, is you got limited time. So you have very little I will time. Share this too on my Facebook because I, I just seen you posted it. So a week ago. So but yeah, but I will share it that way. Any bit helps, even if we don't reach those goals. Just any bit helps for real. Yeah, all, even, all, the most important even thing. If it's, 500 bucks. I mean, that's that's better than nothing. Yeah, we just want yeah. to raise some money for, for a great charity. So, if you got an extra dollar in your pocket, I know it's tough. I, the economy's hard right now, but if you got an extra dollar in your pocket and you just throw it toward that, yeah, do it. I was going to say it's a tough say time. Say no to that candy bar and put it towards something actually good. I'm going to say it's a tough time right now because of the economy and Christmas and everything going on right now. So, I understand that. But any little bit helps. So, even if it's just a dollar, I don't, I don't actually know if you can donate. I, a dollar. I don't know what the, I don't know what, or something like I, was gonna say, I don't know what the limit is on Facebook, but any little bit helps. And if you don't donate through Facebook, you can, I'm sure, go to their website and figure out how to donate there. So, you don't necessarily need, I mean, in order for it to count towards the fundraiser, I would appreciate it if you could use that. But if you send me like proof that you, you donated through their website, I'll add it to it. Yeah. So, just make sure it doesn't even have to be through my Facebook, but it has to be this certain fundraisers so please check out my facebook if you're not friends with me on facebook you can always uh, comment in the comment section below if you're listening on audio you can uh leave a question and i will try my best to help you out and like i said we'll, we'll figure it out if you're following me on instagram or whatever tiktok whatever you can hit me up and we can try to figure something out so anything i want to make sure we get as much money for this as possible ultimately yeah. in the end but there is a little extra side goal for people oh yeah side let's if you want to see involved I haven't been bald well, since like I was 10, so. Shaved eyebrows and no beard. I look like a, well. Five grand. I'll, I'll pull it <laughs> off. I'll look, I'll look like a sexy. That and you know the money is going for a good cause. Non-profit organization. We don't make no money on it. And the people that get the money will benefit from it. So. So, just wanted to add that in. Sorry for I forgot. I do this every episode. I think I'm going to continue because I like the tradition of being, ha, we're not done yet. Well, yeah, we got, well, I got fuck me up. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Well, I thought you were going to put it in Dropbox. Uh, I haven't got Dropbox cleared yet. Bye-bye. <laughs> For now. <laughs>